Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dad Bods. All right. So, first week in the books of March Madness. Thoughts, questions, comments, concerns. Princeton. I love them. I love them. Give me the give me the scrappy white boy team that just jacks up threes. But are they really scrappy? I yes. think they're just they just have clips. Yeah, I wouldn't like, say they're scrappy. They're not up there getting boards on dudes. They have. <laughs> I think ca- they're just. They've shooting calculated out. the exact precision Facts. at the correct launch angle, yeah. according to how Mr. Naismith would have perfected the jump shot. Well, I mean, think about how many parabolas they have studied in their time of life in general, from high school. When do you even start studying parabolas? Sokotoa. Yeah, Sokotoa. That I mean, stuff. Whatever that means, I don't even know. But they start studying parabolas in, uh, what, middle school? So they've been studying it for a solid nine, ten years. Like, they know what the ball is going to do it go, when it goes up and it comes down, how it's going to bounce um, in the perfect launch angle to get it to go into the hoop. They are masters at it. Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, what else? Arky, uh, Eric Musselman. We've been calling it. Eric Musselman owns the month of March. We've been calling this for so long. After they played Baylor on the road and they lost, but they, it was a scrappy loss, we said they are not as bad as their record projects. I mean, either episode one or two, we said Arkansas was going to go on a run in March. Yeah, like, it's so obvious to me. They, They're just good. In my opinion, in my humble opinion, they are right now, they're the second best team in the SEC. In my opinion, at least. Yeah, I mean, that's... I know Texas A&M beat or whatever. You well, can I'm saying say Tennessee, that, though. Like, those are the only three teams that are left from the SEC. Yeah, but I, I think if Tennessee and Arkansas played right now, Arkansas would beat them. But, I'm, shit, Tennessee looked good against it. I mean, they, See, every, also, it was UFC out there. Everyone counted Tennessee out, and I think that's why... I think the pressure was kind of off of them a little bit because everyone's like, they get upset early every single year. This year's no different. They're always a high seed. Rick Barnes can't get it done. Yeah. It's every year. Yeah. But, I mean, you want to talk about a scrappy team, though. That was a scrappy game, them versus Duke. That was disgusting. Yeah. That's not how basketball should be played. That was like extreme basketball. That they got that Russian dude at center who despised. Honestly, him. I wouldn't be shocked if he was a secret agent for for Vladimir Putin. He's probably somehow in the Russian mafia. Oh, somehow. He, has to be. he like, I think he runs in the US. I think he runs the Russian mafia. Yeah, he's probably yeah. He's got to be a spy. He's a sleeper cell agent. I mean, he yeah, he's I I just love how He'll just look at someone and then instantly throw a shoulder or an elbow at him, and they're just like, eh, oh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's great. Uh, what else? Ricky P, St. John's. I mean, he's the already fighting a, Johnny's. The fighting fight Johnny's. Johnny's fight. I mean, he's already adding the weekend. He's going after all these big recruits. Do you see he called out J. Cole? Oh, I, thought it was, I thought it was the weekend. Was it J. Cole? It was J. Cole. Oh, I apologies. Think. <laughs> yeah, that was just. He's just a what beast. a stud. I mean, but he did mess up. There was a pitcher for the Royals, and he said, I can't wait to watch you pitch at City Field, but I don't think the Royals play at City Field this year. Ooh. What a, <laughs> I'm going to um, have to like check that real quick, but I saw where he was kind of getting some heat on that. We, but, we quickly looked it up when he signed. We were like, how, how, like, we know New York's all about Italian restaurants, which oh, is yeah. why it's a perfect fit. We're like, yeah. we immediately went to Yelp. and A lot. 
we've searched the 10 best re- Italian restaurants next to St. John's. He'll have no problem. There's a lot. He will get his sausage smoked at multiple different uh, Italian restaurants near campus. Yeah. He will have a booth dedica- dedicated to him for sure. I love Ricky P. Oh. I love him. I'm, I'm definitely going to put a future whenever the odds come out that they're going to win the Big East. You have to. Like 1,000%. Ed Cooley going to Georgetown. I think it's a good move. I think it's a vertical move for him. There's been a lot of it's debate a better, on Twitter. It's a it is a it's a better move for him. It's a good move, I think. But I think some people they kind of get lost in like, yeah, Georgetown sucked. Patrick Ewing, that was a horrible experiment. They he tried. He got fired. What did they make the tournament last year, or was that two years ago? Where he had the miracle run to the tournament. I think it was two years ago. I think. And he would have either gotten fired after that season or after last season if it wasn't for the miracle. Yeah, run. Yeah, like. That that experiment went horribly wrong. Massive failure. Ed Cooley will take them to a better place. It's a Jordan Premier basketball school. Yeah. I forgot they were sponsored by Jordan for a while. But a lot of people, they're kind of getting lost in, you know, recently Georgetown sucked because Patrick Ewing just, I don't, he's just not a good coach. I don't know why, but he's just not. uh, But everyone was getting lost in that saying, this is really a lateral move. Not really. I don't think Ed Cooley it's will win a natty move. there. No. But I think he will bring back a sustained success level similar to what he just had at Providence and get them to the point where they're ready. It is interesting, though, that he stayed in the Big East. I feel like you don't see that I don't. I can't often. remember the last time. I, I don't, you don't really see that um, coaches leaving and going to the same – I guess uh, that uh, uh, White from – Florida going to Georgia. Yeah. I guess you have that, but I don't know. I, I, he was he was kind of getting close to getting fired though at yeah. at Florida. Yeah. So they were kind of like he kind of saw the writing on the wall. He's like, "Well, Georgia's basketball program sucks. They're going to give me a bad." I mean, other than that one, like I can't off the top of my head think of one it's, right off the bat. Unless unless you're going from like one of the wor- like Chris Beard, like he's going to Old Miss now. If like let's say Cal gets fired next year. Yeah, like, and he goes Kentucky. Like, yeah. Yeah, but like that's... Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's a... I feel like that's always... It kind of makes things awkward, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah, you're playing does. a conference rival. Because you could say Providence and Georgetown, like, are kind, they're similar programs, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I think Georgetown has... Uh, I think it's probably a better, better basketball program. I'd rather coach at Georgetown than Providence. Honestly, I would I would agree with you. I mean, there's more. There's I think they get the most money in the Big East. Yeah, oh, any, do they really? They get more than Villanova. They get more than anyone else. Georgetown does. Yeah, I did not know that. That's funny. Yeah, I would definitely go there. Then a lot more resources. Um, last time Providence went to the Final Four, you know who the head coach was? Ricky P. Rick Pitino in '97 or was it '97 or '87? 87, they went to the Final Four. I believe that was the last time that they went. Uh, so, once again, just reiterating, Rick Pitino is the GOAT. So, we have some, my, I have a few weird obsessions of the past week. First one, you know, the guy from River Monsters, Jeremy Wade. Yes, I do. I love the videos and quotes from River Monsters that they turn like, like anything he says on the show can somehow be turned sexual <laughs> to like, a night out or like when you're out with the boys, when you, when you're at home late with the missus, like they're just, they're so perfect. It's like, you know, there's one, it's, it's basically like you're at the club late at night 
and you're on the prowl for the beast and the lights running out, your time's running out. Do you drop your standards and take whatever you can catch? Do you think he like gets kind of annoyed by that? Like he sees it everywhere. I mean, yes, but like at the same time, like how is there not a, pr- a producer or director that's a par- associated with the show that like listen to it? like one time I would in the first 20 minutes, I would be like, yeah, a lot of these statements are overtly sexual. But like, what are you going to do about it? Like dude's got a river monster on the hook. Like, oh, we're going to have to redo it, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Take well, two. But they, do the vo- <laughs> they do the voice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they do the voiceovers <laughs> too sometimes for it. I mean, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like, like I like, feel like if you have no context, you can make anything sound sexual. Yeah, him. but there's like somewhere it's like he's trying to catch like a bull a bull shark late at night. He's like, oh, when the lights go off, he's like, the dangerous creatures come out. Will I be able to latch onto one tonight? Like, I mean, I mean, that's he's just, just trying to make something you know sound funny. But if, like I said, if there's like no context in it, you could make everything we say almost sound sexual. <laughs> Agree to disagree. My second, <laughs> my second one has got to be the presidents playing video games together. I think those are hilarious. Yeah, I watched one on Wii Golf uh, or on TikTok, but they're playing Wii Golf. This dude had to be like a raging Republican because Donald Trump won. Like he shot like one over, and uh, Barack and Joe they shot just horrendous scores. I don't even think they finished like two of the three holes. They like. Shot way over to where we golf doesn't even count anymore. I love when they're playing. There's they're always playing COD in the ones I see, and people are making like jokes about Obama and Hellfire missiles and like Bush <laughs> and buildings being blown up on Bush <laughs> and like, oh, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do, Bush? Are you gonna freeze there for six minutes? <laughs> yeah, um, I. The thing is with those, I feel that they're getting a little bit too drawn out. Like, on TikTok, I think you're allowed up to, what, three minutes? Yeah. And they're every bit of three minutes. And I'm just like, come on. Like, let's, Also, the, the let's whole AI voiceover here. thing and the AI photo creation thing is, like, kind oh, of unreal now. One of the funniest things I've seen is the freaking Donald Trump yes, getting arrested. Yes. <laughs> the ones of him, it's like his, like, big old booty, like, running through the streets yeah. of New York while he's getting chased by the New York police officer. I saw one where he NYPD was, cars. I saw one where he was lifting in a jail cell in, like, a cut-off yes, orange that was jumpsuit. Great. I was like, this is beautiful. Oh, they're, they're, they're <laughs> unbelievable. Like, him just getting chased down Also, like, dude's supposed to be, he's supposed to be arrested, like, three different times this week. <laughs> like, what is going on right now? I don't know, but I am unbelievably here for the content. Oh, it yeah, is, I love it. the whole the whole like ai like voiceover stuff is just so funny now to me oh yeah it's getting good too yeah it's, it's getting, getting great it's getting really good so should we talk about some of these games real quick before our guest comes on yeah are we uh we got sweet 16 right let's just do like starting tonight actually let's just do rapid fire who we think's gonna win the games we'll just okay. do it quick so we're just doing there's eight who's games gonna win. who's gonna win rapid fire quick okay First one, Michigan State, Kansas State. I'm going Kansas State. What do you think? I'm going to go Kansas State. Okay. Arkansas, UConn. Dude. Did you hear about UConn having to change hotels? Yeah. Because there's vomit and... And fecal matter in there. Someone let the hogs out in the Vegas Strip. Dude, give me Eric. I want want Eric Musselman. FAU, Tennessee. I really like FAU. Give me Tennessee. Got to cheer for Conference America, but I just think Tennessee's... Tennessee special. 
Yeah, the de- that think, defense is disgusting. I think, yeah. I, four and a half, though. I think, give me Tennessee with the cover, actually. Four and a half. I'm going to be cheering very hard for FAU. Zags versus UCLA. Game of the night, for sure. Game of the night. Um, UCLA's big man, Adem Bona, might. He's questionable. He hasn't played the whole tournament. Yeah. If they don't have him, Drew Timmy's just going to be dropping hook shot after hook shot on whoever's down there on him. So I don't know who all knew this, um, but I had uh, Gonzaga to cover uh, in the late night special Sunday. Um, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, fuck Gonzaga. <laughs> Go Bruins. Best part is we have a little group chat, and I texted in their incoming bad beat coming, and two of our friends had it, <laughs> including Howie. And let's just say the bad beat happened. Like, how do you not guard? We're not going to get into it. It was so that. obvious. We're not going to get into all that. Um, go Bruins. Give me UCLA. I'll, I, go, I'll I, go UCLA, too. Zag, I, Zags choke in the tournament. Bama, San Diego State, Friday night. Oh, so we're going these as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bama, uh, Bama's going to roll. Miami, Houston. Good game. Very good Great game. game. Jim Lair- Might even be better than the UCLA. Jim Laranaga performs very well in March. He took, was it George Mason to the Final Four like, dec- like yeah. a decade ago, I think it was? Yeah. Miami's uh, guards are really good. I think this is the worst matchup for Houston. Give me Houston in a squeaker. I'm going to go Miami. Okay. I love That's them. very fair. I love their guards. That's a fli- that's a, you could flip a coin on this This might one. be the only team in the country where I think their guards can match Houston's guards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just give me Houston in a squeaker, but I really want Miami to win the game. But I think Houston will win it, barely. Princeton, Creighton. I'm obviously going to be cheering for Princeton. Give me Creighton. Creighton's going to win. Put your mortgage on Princeton to cover. Maybe even first half. Like, they could, you know, yeah, get like, naughty. Yeah, get a little naughty with it. And then the final game on Friday, Xavier, Texas. Snooze fast. Texas will roll them, I think. I mean, Xavier has – one of their guards has the greatest name in college basketball. Boom. Last name, Boom. You don't like Boom? No. Wow. Texas forever. Sole <laughs> Boom. Sole Boom. Give me Texas. I think they'll roll them, actually. Sole Boom. Well, we have a great interview coming up with Mr. Bo Allen. He is currently a quarterback at Georgia Southern. He was at he started out at Kentucky. He's from Lexington, went to Tarleton State. And now he's at Georgia Southern. We are very excited to have him on. Please everyone put your hands together. Give a warm welcome for Mr. Allen. What's up, everyone? We have Bo Allen joining the podcast today. How are you doing, Bo? I'm doing good. I appreciate you guys having me on here. Oh, thank you for being on here. Yep. So just uh, get this started. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, you kind of had the not your typical journey through you know college football. So just tell everyone you know how you ended up at Georgia Southern and all that good stuff. Yeah. So basically, um, so I was at Kentucky for two seasons, pretty almost three seasons, and. Uh, I was going into my time there, and I thought, kind of without with how the transfer portal was, I was going to be. Um, I was like, Will Levis was the starter that going to be this upcoming season as he was, and then I kind of just it was real late into the year, almost about a week before fall camp started, and I kind of so again that would be my third year, not really getting to play much, and I thought without the transfer portal was if I can just go somewhere and play, I probably because I just I really just wanted to play, like just be a, be on the field a bunch, no matter whatever situation that was. It's funny, initially, I, I thought I was going to go to Western Kentucky. I was really down between Western Kentucky and Tarleton, but I thought this how the situation was, it would probably be best in my interest to go to Tarleton. 
And um, so after deciding to transfer from Kentucky, I ended up choosing to go to Tarleton State. And we had a season there. Um, definitely wish you won a couple more games. We went six and five. We had a lot of great teammates. And um, But after that season, I just thought it would be best in the best interest of me and my family if I'd um, just try to go plus back to the FBS level if that was possible. And um, that's what I ended up doing. And uh, that's why I chose Georgia Southern. Just um, There's so many great things about this school and this university and the coaching staff here. But uh, that's kind of a, just a little short summary of why I'm here now. I love it. So I'm uh, I'm actually from Atlanta. I have made oh, really? a few uh, a few trips to Statesboro yeah. on the weekend. Yeah, it is a it is a very fun place. I think it's, I think it's pretty similar to Bowling Green, size wise. Yeah, no, it's uh, there's definitely similarities. It's it's a real cool city. It's a great great college town. I think. Yeah. So when you were coming out of Tarleton. Um, what were you outside of Georgia Southern? Did you have any other opportunities besides uh, Georgia Southern? Yeah, so like it was it was a little bit different this time around because um, like there's a waiver you got to get as a second time transfer as an undergraduate, and I thought uh, there's a couple reasons why it worked out in my favor, but like some schools were more skeptical about that than others, and I kind of in the transfer portal like like you'll have an offer at one place or like a like a school's really interested in you, then they'll then they'll get a guy who they want more than you. Even, like, and you haven't made a decision yet. So then now that school's not available. But there was a couple, like Appalachian State, their staff actually, their offensive staff actually ended up going to Mississippi State kind of right before. I already made my mind up to go to Georgia Southern way before that. But um, it's like Appalachian State, I talked to them some. I talked to a bunch of coaches at Buffalo. I talked to some, to some people at Western for a little bit. But those are um, uh, probably the main schools that I talked to in the, once this time around in the transfer portal. Do you think you could have handled that? I mean, you're a you're a Lexington boy. You think you could have handled that cold, chilly weather up there? Oh no, yeah, that would have been tough. Be, <laughs> There's it's the quarterback at Georgia Southern last year's name was Kyle Vantries. He actually transferred from Buffalo a year before last year. I talked to him about that. You know, like I, I was already down here, and he was just like, "Yeah, it's the, the weather is just it just gets tough and can be depressing sometimes." <laughs> we're 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 Southern boys. I mean, I can't. I can't have more than like two inches of snow on the ground or three. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, the weather down here has been awesome. It was a little cold to start the week, but right now it's probably like 80. So I, I can't, I'm about 80, but it's warm. I can't remember the answer to this, but what do they, what do people call Statesboro? Is it, do they say it's the borough or? It's a, like a, if I, like I haven't been here too long, but a lot of people call it the borough. Okay. If I had a, that's probably gotta be it, but. So There's probably a couple others I just haven't heard of. Gotcha. So what would you say is like the biggest difference, you know, getting recruited out of the portal versus getting recruited out of high school? Yeah. So like, I think like I think it's a great it's a great question that a lot of people maybe don't realize. But like in high school, they're all like it's it's a lot. Um, actually, I'll say this: when you're in the portal, it's so much more business like. Like when mm-hmm. I, I took a visit to Western Kentucky the first time I was in the portal, I watched it was like their first fall camp practice. And we were joking about how like, I think some like high school guys were on there. They were taking pictures in jerseys and everything, which is awesome. It's what you should do, mm-hmm. but it's not like that same kind of feel. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're not like I'm not I'm not touring the uh, the campus uh, Chick Fil A or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's kind of like I bet you know. I mean, people are older, and they, once you, I think that's one of the better things about the transfer portals. You can. I mean, it's really this. Sometimes, with how the transfer portal is, 
it's really it's just um and you're an older guy, it's uh you really just get to figure out what's the best for you football wise, like what offense you fit the best in. And that's kind of that's my focus has been I think most transfers when they go to school they're more worried about how they'll fit in with the offense and what kind of player they are with that coach's playbook. And like I'm sure like the playing time, like you're less worried about taking photos at every school for the Instagram clout. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You just think you're much worried more about the not worried, but you're more into um, just where you think you really fit the best. But yeah, I, I, that's a great question. Like it's the visits are completely different, but in, in a good way. So I have I got a great question here for you. Did you ever play NCAA 14 back in the day? Oh yeah, no, I played uh, your boys Mars's house. I probably played oh, that yeah. up until like my senior year of high school there a couple times. So if you were to create yourself as a quarterback right now. What kind of what kind of stats do you think you'd give yourself? Or we'll say like awareness, throw power, throw accuracy. I mean, what, I would what, take, what are you doing? I don't know. If, um, I would say my accuracy would probably be the highest out of all the throwing attributes. I got a strong arm. I, I do have a strong arm, but not like a. I can't throw it like eighty yards, seventy-five yards, like some guys out of your camp. But I'd probably say I'd, I'd have my accuracy pretty high. I'd say up there up near the top. And then my I'd say I'm more athletic than what some people would give me credit for. But I'm not sure exactly what number that would go with. But it's been a little while since I played, but I do love that game. So a lot of I – there was an NFL coach the other day that said having, like, everyone being able to, like, play Madden now has helped with, like, the game management aspect of the game. Do you think that's yeah. – is that total BS, or do you think there's a little truth there? And there's probably a little bit. Like, if you're, like um, – I mean, it can't hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, it can't, like if maybe if you're in some tight situation against one of your buddies and there's a lot on the line, it definitely can't hurt. Dude, I swear I could manage the clock like under two minutes better than <laughs> half the college coaches out there in the college. Yeah, I well, swear like, to God. Uh, Give me three timeouts. I'll make it feel like 15 minutes, like a whole other yeah. quarter day. That's what we have in college sometimes when just comparing to the NFL. You can really make it feel that way sometimes, mostly when you got timeouts. Is it this year that they're getting rid of the every like first down no longer stops the clock, or is that a next year thing? I don't think so. I, if it is, if it is any year, it's got. I it, I hope it's next year. We haven't been practicing for that at all, so I hope <laughs> it was not this year. It's, take, it's taking the fun out of the game. I'll, I'll, it's just it makes the game longer. Get rid of the commercials. Give me more football. Yeah, the the, the TV timeouts are tough. Yeah, they're those, those are brutal. So was uh, was Coach Helton there when uh, when you transferred to Georgia Southern, right? Yes. So yes. you said you were between them and WKU. Did you ever like feel any brother like beef between him and Tyson at all at WKU? Not or? really. It was um, so like I'd say I didn't. I talked to Western just a little bit this time around. The first time I was in the portal. I actually got to the visit there. I was well, I was hearing a lot more from them, but not really. But one of the funnier things is like they're all so close. Like our offensive mm-hmm. coordinator here, his name's Brian Ellis. Uh-huh. He was the uh, quarterback coach at Western yeah. with uh, who's offense coordinator with Zappy's year. It was oh, well, he it was, was Staley. Ellis was the quarterback coach when uh, Zappy's year at Western. The, so they're also close to each other. They know everybody. The OC was it Staley or Zach's, Kitling? Uh, Kat, it was a Zach. Kitley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was Kitley. Yeah, Kitley. Do they have like a little brother like rivalry kind of thing going on at all? Uh, yeah, I'm not. 
Coach Hill seems like I bet they definitely do, but they don't talk about it much. But I bet like all so many Georgia Southern offensive coaches know every like there's so many Western guys. Do they run? Wh- whose offense is it? Is it Helms offense or is it? Uh... So that's what I, it's funny. I've like it's a so they like we run such similar things. Like if like we throw the ball deep a lot. I think Georgia Southern. I for I, we're all like Georgia Southern and Western. The, this past year, we were like top three or top five in like all the passing categories. But like I remember when, like when I first got here to Georgia Southern, some of the old like install clips, like the just the the tape that we watched the, like the, that they teach us on, like it was Bailey Zappi at Western. So I'm not, like, <laughs> I'm not awesome. sure who gets if it's like. I mean, it's a little bit of every like. There's a little bit of Leach in there. Like there's a lot of his old teachings. Um, oh yeah, I think. I think uh, Kitley had a lot. I coach Ellis, both Ellens. Uh, it's a little mix of everything, but it's, it, that part's really cool. Like, we were like, like right when I got here, like some of the old tape is Bailey Zappi, like in practice, not even in the games. <laughs> what uh, what's your favorite play in the playbook? You can give us a well, special four, code four name verticals. for it. We we practice it a lot. We run it a lot, and when you get some receiver, we got plenty of receivers that can do this, but. Some smart receivers can really find some good space. I mean, four verticals can really be good against anything. If you if and once your guys can run it the right way and your quarterback gets it out on time to the right spot, but definitely any kind of four verts. If you got some speed too, and maybe another big bigger two wide receiver, I mean, it can it's dangerous yeah, throw it to cover. To or throw it yeah, definitely. So, what would you say? You don't have to answer this question if you can't. But what would you say is your favorite coverage? Like when this when a defense gives you this look, you're like, oh yeah. yeah. Um, I think I like cover four a lot because against cover four, it's kind of like the the two corners and the two safeties. Basically, they're most of the time once the receiver gets past ten yards, it's like man to man. And so, like one of my favorite things to do in cover four. It's like, let's say you got like a, it's a two by two formation. There's two and everybody's split out. It's like a spread formation and you can select so like the inside receiver. He can run like a 10 yard and in route or like a 10 yard, just curl mm-hmm. and then safety on top of him will come attack him because he, or once he gets to 10 to 12 yards, because now that's his guy. And then on the receipt on the outside receiver on that side, he can run like a post route right behind that safety that just closed upon that, uh, like a little curl or a dig, whatever you run. And now like a quarter's one-on-one with a, with a receiver running away from him. So I think cover four, if you get time to throw it, you can take all sorts of shots and it just puts people in binds. So, cover, cover three is really good to throw seams. Like throw the ball, just throw the ball at the seams too. Probably my two favorites. So do your friends like hate playing you in Madden then because you're just sitting there like I already I think, know what you're yeah, running like, like just sit down. I, I haven't played in a while, but back when I was at Kentucky, I, I lived in a house with some guys and it was fun like that. Just there's a little bit of things you can pick up on, but sometimes in NCAA there's a lot more compared to Madden nowadays. Just like in Madden, the last time I played, you can like if you're just good with some buttons, sometimes you can just be better. So NCAA 14 is more realistic than the newest Madden, basically. Football, like football coverages and like, like if I'm going to pair this offensive play and I'm going to run it against this coverage, yes. Like that, I promise you. Yeah, Matt. So Madden just needs to, they just need to figure it out. They're trash. (laughs) (laughs) So when you and Mars used to play back in the day, get, you know, a little surgical on the sticks. Who's, uh, who's the champion? 
we both won and lost him. He would always play. I would always like throw the ball a bunch. He used, I don't know what he's doing now. We were little. He'd always just he'd play like pro style football. He made it a little boring. Oh, but we yeah. a bunch of <laughs> he's doing the ground and pound. We spread Jeez. him out and we aired out. Yeah. Good lord, no fireworks, just boring. He's running yeah. Iowa offense, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, down there at Georgia Southern, does uh, Cole Swindell or Luke Bryan are they throwing any NIL money down there, or are they just like wash their hands completely with their alma maters? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't got any. It's, <laughs> they do, but uh, that's pretty. I think I haven't I haven't got to meet him, but Cole Swindell, he seems like he's really. Um, he comes around a bunch. He actually, when I committed down here, actually, I, he followed me on Twitter, and I followed him back, and we DM'd oh, for a little bit. Wow. Cool. <laughs> wow, that's all. That's awesome. Coast like, in football season, he actually comes he comes around the facility a bunch. I think that's pretty cool. Oh, Luke Bryan's probably, like, flying around his private jet or something, just, like, <laughs> coming down there. That's that's awesome. So, Cole Swindell's more for the people. Is basically I'm, I'm not sure yet. I haven't seen either of them, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> So love, love brother Luke Bryan and Cole Swindell, by the way. Just add that in there. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure you guys are going to have uh, a little QB battle this spring. How many uh, how many guys are going to be out there in the competition with you? There's a there's a lot. So there's there's some guys who are already here, and then uh, two other guys transferred in. There's, there's a there's a quarterback named Davis Brin from he played at Tulsa last year. And then there's a quarterback from Memphis. His name J.C. French. He's transferred in. There's and there was there's a couple other guys here that are still in the mix a little bit. Again, we haven't actually had one of our practices yet, so um, we're not out there with pads on everything thrown yet. But there's a fair amount of us in this uh, in the battle for the spot. So, college football playoff. Uh, what's your opinion on it as it is right now? Probably, I think they got it pretty good. I think, like, I don't – it would be awesome, like, if they were to expand because I think that would give us a better shot to make make more noise and everything. But um, I think they probably got it pretty good. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? I like it the way – I mean, it felt like this year was, like, the first year that we actually got two really good games in the semifinals. But then the yeah. championship was it, just so under – like, it was a beatdown. <laughs> so it's, bad. it's hard with the one and the four yeah like there's i bet like i mean I'm, i don't know i want to have the games pulled up next to me but like that one and four games probably always going to be hard unless like ohio state or bama loses one or like georgia loses one you know what i'm saying yeah mm-hmm. but i was surprised in the national championship i, I thought i mean georgia's i thought georgia's definitely better but like like tcu had some magic all the way up until there and then they just had nothing going on for them and i mean the way they see i I thought Georgia and Michigan play like a real similar kind of style of offense. Yeah, where they yeah. want to push you back off the line of scrimmage and they want to kind of shove it down your throat, then throw in some play action that's wide open. And like yeah. TCU kind of kind of handled them at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So I was like, maybe they can play with Georgia like in the trenches. Yeah, that's what, like, I think I, I definitely am with you on what you're saying. I just think that. Like Stetson and those guys Georgia had on the outside are probably are always. I think Stetson's a lot. I don't know if he will be much more. Just if you, I don't know what he's about to be when he gets drafted, but I think he's probably been underrated most of his career, in my opinion. Yeah, I go, I go super back and forth on the issue. Like I don't know if they should expand it or not, just because like usually it feels like 
besides this past year, we all know who should be playing in the national championship. Yeah. Like yeah, every year it's been Bama or Clemson or Bama and Georgia or, you know, like Ohio but this State. year or Ohio State. Yeah. Like we know who should be in the national championship. The semifinal game just felt like a, oh, let's give these guys some light so they can, you know, get their ass beat and then go yeah. home and then they can, then the real yeah. champions. I'm, I'm definitely play. with you. Like as a, viewer and really deciding who the best team in the country is i don't like i don't know if like like the play like deciding who the best team in the country is i don't think the playoff is any better than the bcs and I'll, but that's mm-hmm. not i guess necessarily the main goal like i think why they guess maybe why you do four and why it probably to me is the best is just because like if like you give somebody a shot so like mm-hmm. like cincinnati even though they got killed they're definitely not the top they're probably not even top four team when they were in it but yeah. if you go undefeated in a, in a group of five and you beat some other good teams, at least you like, there's a chance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean it, it's I, I, that's what it seems like. It's I, I'm with you on what you're saying on that. Like we know who the two best teams are probably eight out of the, like four out of the five years. And it's kind of like how March Madness is a little bit like mm-hmm. the best team usually does not win at all. No, yeah, definitely. It's just because they have to go through so many tough teams, yeah. so many underdogs, and. When you play that many more games, like you're probably going to slip up along the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, something's, yeah, the chances are, I mean, there's just oh, so many things can happen. Yeah. But I mean, like, also at the same time, like football is different than basketball, too. Yeah. yeah like, definitely. Oh, like, one player can just shoot lights out from three. Well, I mean, I'm going to throw yeah, it back here like, a little bit. Like, 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 you see with all like the upsets, like, there can't be upsets like that in football. Like, there'll be, yeah. I mean, there'll be, like, there'll be like, like, like Western Kentucky can be. Like Western Kentucky wasn't far away. I know, like I think Auburn pulled away in the second half. But like mm-hmm. Western Kentucky versus Auburn. If, if, if Western beat them, that wouldn't even be that crazy. Now upset with how good Western has been. But yeah, like mm-hmm. like like if I guess there. I mean, I guess there's only like with the FBS and FCS. But like a like Bama wouldn't lose to any FCS school. They beat all of them by fifty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they beat yeah. them with their third stringers in there too. Yeah. Yeah, and they beat them, and they, and they continue to beat them with those guys. So, who would you say your favorite? You can give maybe like one or two college quarterback to watch, and maybe like one or two NFL guys that you kind of like to really like watch their film and try and take some things away from. Yeah, um, it was when I was at Kentucky. We'd always watch a bunch of pro film, just like what our offense was like. So we watch all sorts of like. I think, um, shoot, I like probably. So I'm like this the most fun to watch. Like Rogers, obviously, he can make all the sorts of throws, and um, he's just pretty creative with how he does sorts of things. But here's a creative one. Like when I was at Kentucky, and Rich Gangarello was the offensive coordinator for that spring I was there. Me and I don't know if you guys would remember him. His name was Nick Mullins. I think he's a backup still yeah, somewhere. Yeah, he, he mm-hmm. played, he played at Southern, Southern Miss, and we had like. Our throwing motion for whatever it was very similar. Like looking at like practice, we had some up close tapes from my practices and his when he was in San Fran. And uh, like when we were in the same offense, he was fun to kind of just watch because we had a lot of similarities. We were very similar in size and kind of stature. And sometimes it's just good to see what a guy that looks pretty similar to you is out there doing running the same offense. Yeah, I mean, I I can't forget him. He he went on that. Was it like a two game run? He won that Monday night football game and. Oh yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was at the pinnacle of the social media world at least for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. But so, what would you say? Um, I know you kind of said 
that Clay run, Clay Heldon runs very similar offense to what to Western and you know a lot of pass heavy. Are you guys? Do, yes. Do you have some of the same kind of tempo? Do you want to play quick? Do you kind of want yes, to? Yes, we do. You do want to play yeah. quick? It's it's very it's very similar in the same tempo. Like I think, um, like I'll be like when I was on a visit there, like we even call a bunch of our plays like the same words. Like it's, oh, wow. it's like it's it's um, but um, so it's like it's tempo wise, we we do want to be up tempo. We got the ability to slow it down if we need to, or it's late in the game, we're running the ball, but um, most of the time we're pretty up tempo. So yeah, I saw uh, I saw an interview with Spencer Rattler, and he said that you know at Oklahoma when they're running more of that spread um, style of offense, some of their play calls were like just two words. Uh, are you, oh, yeah. you guys like yeah. similar to that? Yeah, I think like, we were like it just depends on which one, but consistently, yeah, like it's we're much less work. Like at Kentucky, we would like we would like, we wouldn't have like there'd be a couple of times where you'd have those real long word ones that like, you see in the NFL. Yeah, and, you, know, you can you got all these opportunities to like flip a play or change a play that make the uh, play even longer. Uh-huh. But no, definitely, like the play, it's definitely much shorter. Yeah, I saw a report that came out that said, uh, like, last year, Kentucky, um, like, there was just too much confusion going on. Like, couldn't get the play in in time because it took too long mm-hmm. to say, and they had to signal it in. I feel like in college, like, that's just not sustainable almost. I, I think, I just, like, if you got to have, like, um, I guess, like, this year at Kentucky, I'm, I, I think Coach Gangarilla, like, he was the offense coordinator this past year, and he, I mean, after he's a great He's just a great coach. Things just sadly didn't work out. But there's um, again, and I didn't like like I was at Kentucky with Liam Cohen, so I know a lot more about that. I never really got to watch too many. Like, I kept up with like I never kept up with their season, but like all of our games aligned besides like the bye week with like what time Kentucky was playing. I feel like so I never got to really actually like, watch the games or the tapes. But mm-hmm. when I with the offense like that, um, there's definitely things you got to translate a little more than if like if just like there was another, like a college coach going to another college. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's like, there's so many uh, differences and there's just a whole lot more to just like a simpler play than what there could be in college. How good is Will Levis in the film room? And is he just like a monster when you've seen him in practice before? He's, he's unbelievably talented. I and mean, I've been like from camps in high school, I can like seeing all sorts of dudes throw, he's probably like he's got to be one of the he's got to be the most talented passer I've ever seen in my life. Completely, he's a good dude too. How far do you think he could throw it flat-footed, like just letting it rip? How far? One, one time we were, this was my uh, my second year at Kentucky. We were playing at Vandy, and on the Friday before we practiced in like the Titans bubble, and he threw on about eighty. Wow, that's <laughs> yeah, <it was> insane. <laughs> that's like hard for me to like fathom. I think my arm would fall off. Yeah, I guess I mean he can throw it far any time of the week, but I don't like I guess some. I mean he was feeling it that day, but that's like I can probably get it. Like I bet like the average, I'm, I bet I can probably get like sixty five, six sixty, and he but he could. He's but he's unbelievably talented. I think he'll do great. I'm I'm uh, excited to see where he ends up. So you've gotten like a broad, you know, you, you've been all over the place. You've got a broad range of defenses. What would you say is like the biggest difference between, you know, like the, the pinnacle defenses, you know, like the SECs and all that versus, you know, what you saw at Tarleton versus what you're going to see with uh, Georgia Southern? 
Yeah. So I think so. Like the level of football we play, you guys. It's like we played Sam Houston State. They're mm-hmm. on Western Kentucky schedule this year. Yeah. Yeah. Say, yeah. Like, that was a lot of Sam Houston was a good team for what FCS is. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the biggest difference, if I had to say, like going against like SEC defenses or going to FCS, like the most physical difference is probably the guys up front. But the biggest thing is like the first, like. 10 11 guys on the field and these and the teams i would play at tarleton they're good like they they like i bet like the starters on most teams that we play they could play like they could be on a uh, fbs team and yeah. play but the, the depth isn't the same yeah that's why like, i think that's the like i think that i'd say the biggest difference is depth and probably just overall size the depth mm-hmm. and size of the team it's kind of like like if you like at sam houston state for example they had a guy who was like he was like a third team, all big 12 guy he ended up getting hurt. And then he transferred to Sam Houston and now they're in FBS, but that's what I think in FBS or FCS, most of the time those conferences, um, like the conference we were in the first, the starters are all like, I mean, it, the difference isn't that much as what most people would believe, but mm-hmm. the depth isn't the same as what you would get in uh, like uh, Sunbelt conference USA compared to that level. Yeah, so like the stereotype you hear is just like you know Bama's third string running back could probably just start anywhere. Like, there's exactly. a little yeah. bit of truth yeah. to that. <laughs> so I know you guys, you got big season ahead. What's kind of the what's kind of the vibes like? I mean, I know you guys have really haven't really had any practices yet, but just talking to some of the guys, what's the vibe around the facility like? What's the outlook yeah, looking like? Uh, our our big goal and what we do, we feel like we can accomplish and our, our goal every day is for, uh, to win the Sun Belt. And I think just um, again I haven't played any of these teams, but I watched plenty of film from our learning our offense. That we got plenty of great talented players. We got a whole bunch of good coaches on our staff. That we got all the ability to do that, and we just got to go out there and put it on the field like we know we can. And that's um, what happened for us. But we feel good. I think we got a great team. I know we got a great team. And it's, I think we're all itching to just get out on the field and practice a little bit. Have you guys uh, done any workouts with the strength conditioning coach yet? Yeah. So we've been, we've been lifting and running um, really since probably like early, like early to mid July or January. I mean, Oh wow. Yeah. Not, not July, Jan- but, um, so we've, we've been doing that kind of different days you'll lift, different days you'll run and we'll incorporate some throwing and that kind of thing on the side there too. But um, so that, that's what, that's what we've been doing most of the time up until now. Let me hear your numbers in the weight room. What you, what you got for us, Bo? Yeah, I I, I don't like we don't really bench much as quarterbacks. But just last like I could squat. I had a four hundred five for five on squat. <laughs> oh yeah, and then, that's squat's probably my best one. I haven't we don't I don't really I haven't I didn't power clean max. I could probably do like two seventy five to fifty five two sixty five on power clean, but then. Other than, we do a lot of like auxiliary stuff, keeping uh, with our legs. We do like we'll do as much as um, they'll let us do, but like with, with the upper body, we don't like we don't do a barbell bench or anything like that. Is your strength conditioning coach like kind of the typical strength conditioning coach, where he's like a little bit of a psychopath, and you wonder how he has so much energy and sleeps at yeah, night? Yeah, definitely. His name's Coach uh, Steiner. He's a good. He's a great oh, guy. Steiner. Oh like, yeah. You'll get in there and like maybe like there's there's lifting groups in the morning and there's one in the afternoon and like 
in between those sometimes we'll be walking in there we'll be blasting like heavy metal just working out by himself oh, oh my yeah. god <laughs> He, he's the kind of guy you meet him and you're like, did he just like rip like five like Red Bulls before we walked in here? Yeah. And he's like, we'll do during the earlier in the winter. So on some Fridays he would like, he just pretty much just say screw like all the times a list we normally had. And we, we'd all just go in there at 6am and it would just be all like heavy metal, all oh, that yeah. kind of thing all the time. Just really get your blood flowing. The juice is going. Dude, yeah. Even the last yeah. name Steiner is intimidating. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> yeah. expect this dude to be yoked. <laughs> what's what's his he's, physique? His what? His physique? <laughs> yeah. He's probably about like five eleven, and he always wears like it's hard to tell. His, I mean, he's he's definitely toned up, but he's got a, he's he's a little bit. He's not like uh, he doesn't have freckles on his face, but he's got red hair. Um, he always wears sweatpants and a hoodie. Like he never like. He'll roll up his sleeves, and he's got. I hear he's got tattoos all over his body, like all like sick looking ones. Oh yeah, and uh, he's just he's a pretty pretty prototypical what you'd think is a psycho, but a great guy on the inside too. Yeah, we we just looked up a photo of him. He looks like he <laughs> absolutely <laughs> gets after in the weight room. Yeah, I would be scared yeah. to like go up to him for like to ask for a protein shake after the workout. <laughs> like, yeah. I'd be scared he's gonna spike it at my feet and slap me after it. <laughs> no, he's he's great. What's the uh, have you have you thrown it all in the stadium there yet? Yeah, so we're, like that's they're actually they're building in. Uh, they're building it indoor right now and it's right by our stadium, but that's where we've been like anytime we throw this whole, ever since I've been down here, we'll throw in the stadium. What's, uh, what's, what's the capacity if you had shot in the dark, you think? Probably like 30, maybe a little bit less than 30, oh. if I had to guess. Very it's pretty nice. similar to Westerns. Like it's got, we got, it's not as t- like that one side isn't as tall. Yeah. But like you got, we got one side that has two decks and, on the other side, there's one side with press boxes, and it's not as tall. But it's honestly pretty similar. They call it, don't they call it like the, the Paulson or what, something like that? Yeah, Paulson. Yeah, it's like that's we just call it Paulson, but it's named after Alan Alan Paulson. Oh, that's beautiful. It, it might get a little more packed than Western. Sometimes people don't like to go to games in Western it's, Kentucky. I, think either, I haven't like I again I haven't been to a game, but for all of Group of Five, I think we have a great crowd from all the videos and everything I can tell. Oh yeah. I've, I haven't been to a game, but I've been down there like at a tailgate weekend for a game. Yeah. It is. Uh, there's a lot of people out and about in Statesboro. It's, it's a great vibe. Yeah. It's a great time. Uh, I'm excited for it. But so we'll, uh, we'll wrap this up. We'll give you a one last question. What are kind of your football aspirations and kind of life goals as you're setting out? You got two more years eligibility. Is that right? I got three, three including okay. this upcoming year. Oh, but, um, COVID year two? Yeah, including okay. the COVID one, I would have three. But I, I could, without that, I'd have two. But my goals are to, um, to win the starting job and then become the best quarterback I can within this offseason and be the uh, best teammate I can be. And then um, within this upcoming year, just play the best absolute ball that I can. But the ultimate goal is um, to be in the NFL. And I think that um, after – one good season I would be able to do, have possibly be able to um, have an option. We either decide if just coming back on that or not, but I definitely still, um, I work and aspire. I work every day to become an NFL quarterback. We love it. We're, we're definitely awesome. rooting. We're definitely rooting for you and uh, wishing you the best of luck. 
And I appreciate it. We're uh, ready to cheer on the Eagles, correct? Yes. Let's go. Go Eagles. Go Thanks Eagles. for coming on, Bo. We'll try and really make fun, it down man. for a game soon. Yeah, definitely. Good luck, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. That was our interview with Mr. QB, Bo Allen. Great interview. Great guy. Yeah, really cool guy. Uh, hope to have him on in the future. Wish him nothing but best of luck down there at Georgia Southern. Uh, go Eagles, man. Go Eagles. He's got great coach in Clay Helton, who was at USC at one point. Yep. I mean, yep. he's he's on the redemption tour. I would assume he's trying to get back to P5. I mean, Georgia, Georgia Southern is a great school. Sun Belt's a great conference. The Fun Belt. The Fun Belt. It's the Fun Belt. There's, I mean, like Southern, like there's been some good talent that's been produced in the Sun Belt. Yeah. So don't, don't sleep on it. Yeah. Um, the Sun Belt, who, they beat Nebraska last year, right? Yeah. So they got uh, Scott Frost fired. They um, did, which was awesome. So they have that on their resume, for one. And um, they're also in the Fun Belt. <laughs> I don't know what you can say about it. It's a great conference. I mean, it's just, it just breeds, exuberates excitement. Oh, yeah. oh, I oh. mean... Oh, I, I just it. want them all to have fun, man. I love it. Uh, yeah, that was that was a cool guy. Great interview. Um, he said he's in a position battle with sound like two other quarterbacks. Yeah, maybe? with Davis Brin, who's I, I he's been playing college football for a long time. It's, I remember his name from some of the rosters I've played with in NCAA fourteen. Yes. Um, and then a guy from Memphis. Um, so it should be good. We're cheering for him. We're rooting him on. And I think we need to recap Daddy's in the Wild from this past weekend. All right. Where do we want to start? We'd start Thursday. You know, just it was, that's when we started. We started Thursday, so we should yeah. start Thursday. Uh, I was pretty calm. Collected. Calm, cool, and collected. You could say the antonyms about those words for me. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely the antonyms. Uh I don't know how you made it to work on Friday. Well, you I worked from home. Yeah, so you didn't really make it to work. Uh, Productive Friday, you know, March Madness, Friday slate. I mean, so. Friday was a shit show. Uh, Yeah, Friday was cats played. That was that was fun. It was it was hard to find a table anywhere. Um, I mean, the whole the whole city was out. They tent. We were at tin roof. I mean, it was just. Yeah, I think at one point we had six buckets of beer on our uh, on our on our table. Yeah, the, so that was not. <laughs> the dad bods are very pro buckets at at establishments. Not, any, not anymore. I think I'm hopping off the train. They're a scam. I I go back. I, personally, me, I love a good bucket, but also I think earlier in the day a pitcher is essential. But I think the later the night goes, I don't really love pitchers because someone who you are with will 100% drink, chug, at some point try and chug the pitcher. It happens every time. Late at night, you have a pitcher. It happens every time. Yeah, but um, how much is a pitcher? Like $10 and change? What's a bucket? A bucket's like 20-something. Really? Yeah. And you get four and a half cups. So I'm obviously just not... I'm just obviously not checking my credit card. Yeah, financially right speaking, you're kind of a clown if you just do all buckets. So you're saying I need to get an itemized receipt next time I make it to establishment late yeah. on the weekend. Yeah, okay. you should probably be like, I'd like my receipt. Or just close out your tab and they give you a receipt. I'm, I'm a bit, I, I like to let the tab just flow. I don't, like, I don't really close it out. You can put the 20% on there. I was probably going to give more than 20% if we're being honest. 
Yeah. I'm not going to do the math at 1.30 a.m. at Tin Roof. Like, oh, fuck, let me. And also, you got to cram your way up to the bar. You got to push people out of the way to close your tab out. Like, no, thank yeah. you. You can take the 20%. Yeah. That's fine. I, I never close out my tabs. It's probably a horrible thing. But also get, like, a little, like, anxious I get like a little bit of anxiety when I like see how much I spent because sometimes I feel like if, cause sometimes you're not, you're not right on the bar talking to the bartender. There's usually like a group of people like so sitting they could, down they could easily and I could easily name. just say my last name and like, they're like, Oh, he didn't close out his tab. And We're bums. So let's put all of our drinks on his tab. If you walked up to a bar and said the last name Jones or Smith, there's a very good chance that or James or something yeah. like, or Cody. Yeah. I I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I get anxiety thinking about it. And like, whenever I see that I have a high bar bill, I guess it's like me just trying to make myself feel better of the fact that I spent like a hundred plus dollars the night before. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, that definitely is. I think there's one very important thing that we do have to talk about today before we wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Brecky Hill, I'm sure as everyone knows, the viral TikToker, me and uh, Howie had a pretty feisty debate about mm-hmm. Brecky Hill versus Libby Dunn has said she's probably most likely definitely coming out with an OnlyFans. What are your thoughts on that, Howie? I mean, I, I'm not going to subscribe. Uh, I, I just, I will never subscribe to an OnlyFans. Uh, I don't think I can go that low, that, but take that off. The record. Strike that from the record. We're going to go back and cut that? There are a few people that I would pay for to see an OnlyFans. Hers, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. No, I won't pay for hers. I understand, like, buying it in the moment. But if I ever looked back on my credit card statement and I saw an OnlyFans charge. I would hurl. That would be, Literally hurl. I would cancel my credit card, I think. I would be like, I don't deserve the power that this piece of plastic or metal yeah. holds yeah just i would uh, my stomach would start just turning over just and start puking everywhere and i guess Ugh. the i guess the alternative is you can go buy like a visa gift card or something but if i take the time to drive to cvs and buy a visa yeah. gift card so i buy someone's only fans yeah i think we just need to say i probably need some help and like or little, i need a woman in my life you know that cashier is like sitting there like oh this person's so nice they're getting someone a visa gift card look at them yeah no this is just so i can pay for my only fans miss my only fans <laughs> addiction that i have <laughs> yeah yeah because i'm too scared to go up to women <laughs> so 2023 what do you think is the best way? Let's say you have a crush on on someone. What is the best way to approach them? Like, how do, how do you make the approach? What do you do? Do you DM them? Do you like like do you oh, text them? Do you God. Snapchat them? Do you call them? Like, I don't know. Do I send a LinkedIn message, an email? Like, I don't know. If you message someone like in that way on LinkedIn, you need to be banned from the website. <laughs> uh, that's just creepy. Oh, I'm really trying. I think the best way is to like friend of a friend connection. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that's a good one. That's probably the best way. And then like kind of it's just grows from there naturally. Um, I mean, DMs on social media platform. I mean, I would say it's a decent shot, uh, but not on LinkedIn. Do not do it on a business platform because that's just that is so weird. That's so weird to me. Uh, yeah, so I would say friend of a friend or just like a DM. Have one of your girlfriends uh, or your friend's girlfriend help. Yeah, yeah, you can do it that way. That's probably like the best success rate, I would say. 
Um, yeah. So I always, I always like to tell myself if it's something that I wouldn't do to like one of my friends, like I like I wouldn't send a LinkedIn message to a friend and ask him to want to hang out this weekend. <laughs> like I'm not going to do it to a member of the opposite sex or same sex, you know, whatever you're, uh, we're pro choice. So, yeah. And I definitely mentioned this before. Uh, like if you meet them in person, the contact information you ask for should not be Snapchat, uh, or, or over, or over the internet on like a dating app. So you should never ask for Snapchats. Um, always just a phone number. I think if you like, dude, we're not in college anymore. We're not in high school. Like, it's kind of dead. We don't know what sense. love is. Our love life is dead. Yeah, this is also coming. This is like I'm literally basing this off film. Yeah, this not experience. <laughs> this is this is practice film. We've been in the film room a number of times. Um, so if you'd like to help the dads find love, reach out to us on our social media, Dad Bods Pod. I mean, Twitter, Instagram. You can Snapchat us. Just kidding. We don't have a Snapchat. We're men. <laughs> I do have a Snapchat. I just don't use it very much. I do, yeah. I've, I'm on mine maybe five times a day, I would right. say. Quick question, then we're going to wrap this up. All right, go. Who's going to win the natty? Roll Tide. I hate to say that, but Roll Tide. I'm going Texas. Ooh. I think it'll be, I think in my bracket, I have Texas versus Bama, I think. Yeah, I definitely. No, I have Gonzaga versus Bama. Fuck. Everyone's bracket's definitely completely busted. Yeah, but I'm in third place in our pool, so I think I'm at like I'm at like six percent in our pool, <laughs> and there's like fifty people in this pool. Yeah, and I'm in. I have six percent. I'm I'm not even last either. I'm like third from last. Yeah, which is imba- which is like I don't know if that's worse for me or for the guys that are. Too and somehow, like me. the one kid that knows nothing about sports is in first place. That's how it always works. I mean. I know things about sports, and I'm not taking Fairleigh Dickinson to beat Purdue or yeah. Princeton to beat uh, Arizona. Like, Arizona just beat UCLA yeah. in the conference championship. Like, I'm not taking them. All right, guys. That is the end of this episode. We have a great interview coming up next week with maybe a participant in Fight Night, which will be the next Daddies in the Wild adventure. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Love you guys.